When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All conversations and information exchanged during participation in this podcast or interaction on the doctor.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Foy and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back. We are back. We're back. Here we are. This Life with Dr. Drew and Bob. It's the first time in a long time. It has been a while since we recorded a pod. You're right. And we're special guest Mike Carano. Hello. Did you hear that echo on your voice? That was pretty spectacular. Yeah, it does it for the... For the old radio. Oh, old that's time not radio too bad. Intro. But uh, so this morning, Chrissy said, Who's going to be on the show? And I said, Well, Mike's going to be on. And she, was, she said to say hello. Oh, thank you. And, and she said, What are you going to talk to him about? <laughs> and I just decided, Pedophilism. Is, what we're is that a word, about. actually? Pedophilism? Pedophilia? Yeah. Pedophilia. Yeah. Well, hold on. Before we, before we break right into the uh, Because that you material. don't even... All you gotta do is see Mike Let me for state for nine. the record, I have no insight into <laughs> pedophilism, pedophilia, any of that. I just watched a documentary on Netflix that I can't shake. It's like watching a murder or something, but, and you're stuck the, with it. The idea is most people have a book or whatever. When Mike's on, just talk to him for 45 seconds, and you've got a whole show subject. Yes, we'll get something. But he came in. You wanted to, to first plug your stuff. The after that. Plug my stuff. I'm, uh, produced I'm the, opening uh, a hardware store, a yeah, little mom and pop operation. Yes. Hey, it's in Tustin. <laughs> After Disaster. Uh, the After Disaster podcast, Miscellaneous Adventures from the World of Mike Carano podcast, and uh, I think those are the only two things. Instagram, all the usual Instagram, stuff. Instagram, Mike Carano. Yeah, yeah. And, Instagram's uh, my favorite place. And so he, Mike, whenever Susan goes out of town, I call Mike's go to dinner. And so we went out to dinner, and he sticks a GoPro in front or something, some sort of camera. I don't do it all the time. I give us one one way, either home or there, is yeah, private Yeah, so, so I'm driving. The typical uh, recording is going over Coldwater Canyon. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, so, so that's like. where the recordings occur. But we happened to go down Sunset for some reason. I forget why. And uh, we came across the Hustler store. Yeah. <laughs> Mike goes, what, why do they still have these? And uh, you said something like, oh, hang on a second. got to pull over and get a butt plug. Well, <laughs> you pointed out the best thing was why do you need – this is the least – Spontaneous buys. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, 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 I need some beads quick. There's no parking. It's Mardi Gras next Fat Tuesdays on Tuesday. Speaking of Fat Tuesday. But, 
But so you came in with a with wait, a, wait. I want to finish this Instagram. Finish uh, the Instagram story. So what was it we said? You brought up the most logical thing uh, in regards to that. You said if any place does not need a brick and mortar store, it's it's a porno. It's um, right. it's so, a sexual toy store or anything to do with stuff that would be embarrassing to walk into yeah. because you have the online yeah. material. It's just boom, boom, online. Boom. Yeah. So where but, can we find that video? Mike uh, on, my, on my Instagram, it's like five or six things back, which, you know what, it reminds me of... But it was well-received. When I first remember, yes, when I first uh, became aware of, I think it was on an HBO show, that the real doll, the $5,000 sex doll yeah. that weighs as much as a real human being, mm-hmm. and it's got like all the features. Yeah. What kind of a real human being? Latex human being. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you talking about, Bob? True love. I'm talking about love here. <laughs> no, well, you were talking about this new Netflix documentary. Now you got me all excited to watch it. Now you're dead on it. You don't want to talk about. I'll it. talk about it in a sec, but I just want to get the real doll thing out of the way. <laughs> um, I remember looking at that, going, "I understand how someone would want that because it feels like a a, a a woman. It looks like a woman. I mean, it's. It, it. I think after five minutes, you'd be like, I think I should get my money back. But of course, after the orgasm, you're like, this is a horrible mistake. <laughs> but how, you have to clean it yourself. You have to Afterwards, clean it yourself. Right. You have to clean it yourself. And that's real Catholic, right Ugh. there. When the time comes to get rid of it, you can't just throw an eighty-pound human body-looking thing <laughs> in the dumpster, right? I imagine There's going not. to be an investigation, and they're going to come knocking on your apartment door and go. What's What's weirder is if you chop it up. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Someone wanted to sell me a real-life giraffe head. It was like nine feet long, and the guy knew that I collected odd stuff, and he brought me over to his house. This is in Brea. And he goes, I got something you'll want. And he goes, I had 1200 bucks at yours. And immediately I went, I'll take that. And then I thought, I don't. It was, it, it was nine feet long. Stuff? How is a giraffe head nine feet? The, the neck. Oh, the neck. The neck and the head combined. It was laying on his couch. Oh, I'll send you a picture later. And I thought about it, and I went, I don't want that. I'm not into that. Can I'm you not imagine, into hunting. Drew, this goes on at Mike's World 24 hours a oh. day, seven well, days but a that week, was like, 365 exactly. days a year. Uh, well, so he's trying that to do giraffe a giraffe head. I thought, what happens when I need to get rid of this? It's going to be, I'm going to hacksaw it into weird pieces. Uh, that and my latex doll. You're going to have to <laughs> yeah. get rid of it at the yeah. same time. Yeah. So Mike is actually doing a movie about his stuff. Like oh. he's tra- he's documenting. Yeah, all it this. started to be. A, it was a movie about death. I'm still doing that. They're 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 running like neck and neck. And when I think of death, I think of you sometimes. Right? You're obsessed because I'm with dark. It. You're obsessed with it. I'm not obsessed with it. I'm you obsessed. You talk about it a lot. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think it's one of these things that that we don't talk about enough because it, it seems to me what I'm learning is if you think about it and accept it, this other part is more enjoyable. The living part. Yeah. This other yeah. part. Yeah. He even mentioned at your birthday party, you know, when all the chaos was going on, the podcast, and nobody was listening or whatever, and Mike bum-rushed because we were all, like, wanted to get on first yeah. when it was because we thought it was going to get even more decomps from there. Yeah. He talked about, like, I have to stay. He was talking about whether he should leave or not, and how he has to stay because if he dies and he never – everything is about death with you. Well, that's since his sister, <laughs> but his sister died. You know, his sister. His sister yeah, 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 yeah. The tree fall. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the that's what's made him think about it. I don't think you thought about it much before. I that. absolutely did not think about you it. You didn't think about it until your sister's thing. I. It made me realize what an impact it has and how unprepared we are for it. And, and also, the fact of the matter is, I. I took on That's something. That's what religion is all about, to be prepared for it, Mike. Mm, You're that's just so not weird because I've been studying religion my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I've been running from that. 
missed that piece. <laughs> that, I think that's a big important part. Yeah. That people have shied away from religion because it's become so politicized. Mm-hmm. And yet that thing that teaches us about life and generational and, and tradition and death – People rejected now. It's sort of funny. Metropolitan people in yeah. America. I, I've 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 done what other people have done, which is more than rejected. I've discounted it and insulted people that believe in it, and just had this hatred towards religious people. But I'm doing a, a strange turnaround. version of it. No, I'm turn. I'm I'm looking for a higher power. He's he's still not with, God, but I'm looking for something. He's struggling and with I, the God concept. I really am. Yeah. Right, like this is the first time in my life I've ever I've ever cracked the door just to look at maybe let's just see. I don't mean I'm looking to believe in God and there's a little guy floating around in the clouds. I'm looking for something else. Like I'm. I, well, the you said something. Are you scared of dying? Not really, for some reason. You said something very powerful to me about uh, the importance of hanging out with another person. That you got that message. I got that from you. Yeah. Uh, you you brought that up when you talked about you know the three factors that lead to contentment to an extent with yeah. people. I'm, I don't know why I'm being so vague about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to make a bold statement like the three things that make you happy because that's just not realistic. But you know the socializing issue, the being happy with what you're doing, and having a loving relationship with somebody. And I I do believe that because I look at people who are absolutely miserable and they don't have all three. My mom, my dad. Work, love, and play, but all yeah. that has to be with other That's people. Freud. But the social thing that is was so Freud difficult. thought of that, not yeah. Doctor Drew. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Well, <laughs> he, he gave he, you credit he, for well, Freud. Well, but it's interesting. <laughs> he, did, he wasn't taking credit for it. He actually did credit somebody else, but I'm too he, dumb he, to remember. He's who actually. Did you credit? He's he's crunching together several ideas, that, and it's fine. I don't want to. I don't want to address it. But the work, love, and play thing is Freud. What I was talking about was leading a good life. How do you lead a good life? Mm-hmm. Right. And what I said, and you need te- technique, you need skill, phronesis, you need wisdom, and you need to be of service. And so, but but I would argue that the part you got is the most important part, which is hanging out, being around people. But maybe spirituality, maybe God is somewhere in there. But it's, watch yeah. watch how things God, tip, I hope though. So. Because, because he's an artist. He's a comedian, right? I was a musician. When you tip too far to the thing that you're expert at, that you're great at, mm-hmm. when it becomes your work, mm-hmm. your vocation, yeah. everything, yeah. it takes away something that's yes. special about it. Yes, it, it does. But you don't have balance. It's true. Right? Uh-huh. And so, so it was your sister that kind of set you off on this new path then. So I've only known you since kind of around then. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When did so. you get sober, if you don't mind me? Seven asking. years ago. Seven. So we've yeah. known each other seven Ask years. Ask me when I started doing the steps. Uh, four months ago. <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> not kidding. <laughs> it's been more than two weeks. Not, it's been about six weeks. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't really started. He's got me okay. reading the first like 160 pages of the book, and every day he calls yep, me, and he's but, like, "How? where are you? And I go, two more pages. He goes, you're only reading two pages a day. I'm like, you should be, count yourself lucky that I'm doing this. <laughs> By the way, it's not like he's not had a relationship with the 12 steps. He's been actively fighting it for, yeah. for seven years. Yeah. But finding reasons not to do it's it. It's funny. I, I know. But I'm so not prior to seven years ago, you weren't like a cynical death talking guy. I, I made fun of everything, and yeah. it was, I was insulting, and I was mean spirited, and I was sarcastic, and I was everything He's I don't really want to be. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all the things I know you to be, and I love that. <laughs> no, but I was way worse. <laughs> the sarcasm thing I've been thinking about a lot the last five or six months because I think it's mean spirited. I think there's ways to make fun of things. And Here's a funny to- thing: the three of us go for the for the cake thing, right? The anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Right? And you're talking about, Dave's not as cynical as you or I. Yeah. But there's no way even true cynics cannot be sentimental. And I got teary-eyed two years ago at the senior center, right? 
it's just such a significant thing when, when you have your drinks. anniversary yeah. for sobriety yeah, yeah. that even cynics like us, yeah. like we sit in the back row, we talk, yeah. we don't do, you know, yeah. but there's no way. There's something so beautiful and pure about it. And that, yeah. that Mike will talk yeah. after his cake and tell him how he saw how the program sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Drew has met me after two of my birthdays. Yeah, on Sundays, right? Yeah, yeah. he's come over and we've had breakfast. Him and I, he and I and Tara had breakfast one day, and then the next time there was a group of us. A it was big a nice group time. Of, yeah, very it was fun. fun. Group. Yeah. When is yeah. it? It was just in Christmas, uh, December first. Right? But yeah, yeah. but I uh, I don't know how to I, I don't know how to uh, be honest for one. Two is I don't know if that's really my birthday because that's when I quit drinking. But I ate some pot candy after that, and I don't know when. I remember I was at a it's Louis C.K. show. It's your it's, it's your people are too hung up on that. Yeah. But yeah. one thing that people, you know, because there's this alternative <laughs> to twelve step world that now that's evolved the last five ten years, and I think it's very important to remember your sobriety day. Yours is December 1st. That's so funny you would say that right. because I spoke at a meeting a month or so ago and I went, I don't care when my date is. I couldn't care less about that. I don't keep track of the dates. It doesn't mean anything to me. But but I meant it in a way that the important thing to me is coming here and being part of this and, and not waking up with a hangover and not being crazier than I Let me show you the now. alternative. You're in the 12-step well, world. Me. You're in the 12-step world and so everybody knows your date. I know it. Dave knows it. Drew knows it. But... But when you just do it alternative with CBT or whatever, and you don't remember your date, at a certain point, at the two- and three-year point, you don't even know how long it's been since you've been sober. And at a certain point, you forget, you know, Gloria Scott, my mentor in AA, taught me, it's not really the birth date date that matters. It's the day before that you have to remember. Mm. I do remember that clearly. (laughs) That's interesting. No, I'm never going to forget the date. I I was just talking out my ass, and people corrected me, and I realized I say things that are wrong a lot. And uh, There you go. People didn't correct me, but people come up to me and said I don't agree with that at all. My date is the most important date to me, but I like that you said it. And I'm like, I didn't mean it either, so we're all... Mine's coming up March 16th, and March 16th doesn't mean that much to me, but March 15th, I was in the L.A. County Jail. You should and go I back I there and see if you can prison. conjure some yeah, deja take vu. take a cake? Oh, my God. That would be, that's a, that is on, I'll go with you. That would be awesome. That, that's not a bad do, idea. Do they have meetings there? Yeah, they cake? have meetings. you got to sign up way before. you got to be on a, a panel. We should try to that, I would do love to do that. that. I would love to do can that. Can you bring your cameras? Uh, if they'll let me. Probably put one so, in your glasses. So, so Mike is... Do you think Mike, I have the ability to <laughs> do you, that? You, you check in Screw Google. AAM. I got this. Yeah, exactly. Get arrested. I know there's a big thing about honesty, so but finish, I'm going in with a hidden camera. The parallel path. A, why are you wearing a jacket with giant buttons? You have described... Oh, I'm chilly. You have described what the parallel paths are of your movie. Parallel paths are I started making this movie about death, and it was supposed to be a comedy, and it became... It's hysterical. A roadblock. Couldn't do it. According to my therapist, I definitely had not mourned and I wasn't your prepared. therapist. Oh, I told you that for a year. Yeah, definitely, I, I, I didn't even know it was a subject. Wait, I thought yeah, you you yeah. know that you haven't. Moaned. My therapist pointed out you've never said her name, and anytime I ask you about her, you mention her car, and that's all you can think of. You and mentioned that is, the car and drumming. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. he talks about. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm working on that a lot, and it's uh, it's been harrowing, and it's been fantastic. Yeah. It really has been because I feel freer now than I ever did. And I think it's because of the EMDR. I think that has a lot to do with it. You pointed that out as well. There's no way it's not doing something major for me. Explain for those at home what EMDR is. I, it's, it's, a, it's a way of doing repetitive movements or eye movements or motions with your hands, whatever it might be, to try to release certain parts of your brain to be able to access parts that are traumatized. Desensitization. Desensitization. Eye movement desensitization. Yeah. 
It's uh, it was where developed. do you do it at? I do it at um, my therapist's office. I know with little buzzers in my yeah, hands, buzzers. Larchmont. Yeah, but the uh, it's a, in, the whole the history of it's fascinating. I'm not going to get into it because I can't it's remember. Just a woman it. walking through the woods. Yeah, she was hiking and noticed if she pays attention to right left, things were different in her head, and it's been used to treat trauma survivors. I, I talked to a woman whose two year old died, and she goes, "It saved my life completely." I laugh. I go to movies. I still enjoy my life. I I never not don't think about my daughter. But she goes. I got through it, and it's, it was for military folks. And, when and they the come re- back. reality is, the way we all, you and I know this, but the way the brain evolves in trauma is it it walls off from it, so you can't mm-hmm. access it, and this allows you to reaccess. Yeah, it. there was one experience that was with, about my sister that we did it. And we can't do it every time because it's too heavy for me sometimes. One time we did it, and I had it felt like something broke in my head, like it hurt, an instant migraine, and I was shaking, and I couldn't stop, and it lasted for hours after I left. I was driving home, and tears were just rolling, and I wasn't even thinking of anything, and I felt sick for 48 hours, and I told her, I go, I think it screwed me up. She goes, it was good. And I go, no, it was not <laughs> he, he good. accessed that bodily-based yeah. locked-up yeah. grief. you know, days later, it was just a whole new feeling came over and me. So the like, tech, the, sh- the plates shift, the bodily yeah. based emotional plates But it's not for around. everything. It's really for trauma yeah. only. Yeah. It's and grief. And grief. Because of course, being a know-it-all, I know more than you guy. The minute, my after my first appointment, I went out and bought the machine. Oh, you did? And apparently it doesn't do any good if you're sitting at home trying to treat yourself. <laughs> The junkie junkie and me wanted to do that right when you said that. I'll buy it from you. It doesn't work for you. It'll work for me, Mike. Of course. (laughs) And maybe the spirituality piece is whatever that is, is missing when you do it alone. I'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, Give it some thought. No, you you told me that. I said, why can't I just learn this from a book? And you were like, it needs to be with another person. It needs to be experienced in in an interpersonal context. I just wish it was faster. It, the, you're rewiring brain tissue. I know, that but takes I, I wish forever. When I was feeling down and out, if I had one margarita, felt like a million bucks. Well, man. that's why people drink instantaneous. Them. That's why they do it. There it is. Chips and salsa and pico de gallo, oh. guacamole. Oh my god, yeah, I remember. So those. you've not yet told. Our, <laughs> you've not yet. Oh, Susan remembers those days. days. You've not yet told our listeners what the parallel paths are. Started, started on this death project, kind of right. dragging my feet, kind of depressed, kind of had, set my expectations too high. Talked to my famous friends who make movies. They were so supportive, I thought, I can't live up to this. And then Paul, the producer of the film, flew out here, came over my place, and after about an hour, he went, your life is total chaos. He goes, how do you live in this? Because I have toys. and I've every- thought that before. Yeah. If you and, look at early five minutes with Mike's, yeah. you'll see... He I just buy everything, even he stuff I couldn't him. care less about. Swords, you know. I've, I I don't care Action about swords. Figures. <laughs> the hunt. set of the uh, the Starship Enterprise, the set yeah. in his living the room. whole thing in my living room. <laughs> I have three captains' chairs. I uh, are you a fan of Star Trek? Sort of. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I buy anything. How do you hear about I them? heard one Maria Callas song at the end of The Sopranos once. I ordered the CD box set. I ordered a photographic book of all of her pictures. She's not even a photographer. Pictures of her, and I ordered her bio- biography. Same day. It was like 180 bucks. And I went, I think I'm doing this too fast. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I kid you not. I kid you not. Like, I, I, like it's obsessive. QVC dream. So, so the film then well, so Paul goes. What I need, What are? I want you to do is I need you to turn the camera around, put it on yourself, and go, I'm Mike Carano. I'm supposed to be working on a movie, and I owe the IRS twenty five thousand bucks, and my life is a mess. and And he goes, "Just turn the camera yourself and start talking." 
and then start dealing with this shit. So over the past year, I've probably sold 50 to 60% of my junk. It's not even junk. I've sold most of it to pay my bills. Like uh, when I need to pay rent or something, I'll sell a camera or I'll sell something else. He's a photographer too. Yeah, and I'm whittling it down to... I still have so much stuff you would almost... You would notice if you saw before and after, but I got a life coach. She straightened some stuff out. She would come over with these large boxes and go, we're donating three boxes today, and I'd resist, and I'd be resentful and angry at her. You ever see the TV series Hoarders? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like that, but it's, it's like not a mess. Hollywood version of it. But it's not a mess, though. It's things were in order. Organized. It's just well, you can't let it go. I shouldn't say that either, because there were piles of toys where I couldn't even find. So do you find that this binge-watching of Netflix, because every time I see you, you're watching another series or another documentary. That's funny you say that because I rarely this. watch it. Huh? I, 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 well, how do you how do you watch all this stuff that you talk about? This this documentary came recommended to me, and then close friends told me you should not watch this. It will screw with your head. They immediately watched it, and I watched it. And I realized both of you. Every time I see you, you tell me about a new show that yeah. I got to watch. I, like. Well, I I dispose. I how do you watch all this television? I don't. I honestly don't watch much TV. Almost none. Well, how do you say? Like, did you know what you I watch every year? I watch show? Westworld and I watch Game of Thrones, and that's it. Have you guys seen Russian Doll? I watched one episode See? of Russian <laughs> Doll. <laughs> what you well, because he's I'm, in denial of his. Television well, because viewing. you're probably friends with her too, but we're both friends. Yeah. Killing Eve. How about that one? Oh, what is that? Killing How do you guys oh, watch so, so much stuff? Because on a plane, you watch the whole. No, no. I found him on the plane. I think. Yeah. We watched the I think movie. your question. We're old people. Is Bob. shockingly accurate because every time he has seen everything, and he reads a every lot of books. Every single thing you've seen. And I'm like, I'm a lazy guy doing one thing, and I don't have time to watch TV. How are you watching every single TV show and reading every book? People are still telling me to watch Orange Is the New Black, yeah. and I've never seen oh, an episode of it. Susan brings me in on Our, some. We're stuff. empty nesters now. Yeah, it's, she it's brings fun. me in on some stuff, and we we are we are similar viewers where we will consume it all in a sitting. We will just get it done. We will, right? <laughs> I'm trying say, to figure this out. Because I always Jesus. feel inadequate, and I always tell you, oh, yeah, I'll watch it, like this porn, this uh, pedophilia I wouldn't watch it. I'll watch it. I already told you I'll the whole story. But, but I never can because I'm too kids. busy. But the time yeah, that I do spend do is sports, basketball. Mm-hmm. So I watch, a lot of time. Yeah. I watch four hours I a watch, night of I, I basketball. I watch football, and that's it. Only yeah. significant okay. football. But you can watch that with your kids in the room. Yeah. These are not shows. You yeah, they're not. She can't be interrupted. Killing Eve is the best rendition of a psychopath I've ever seen. Which yeah. is Never it called? Killing Eve. What network's it on? It's on uh, Showtime, but you get it on Hulu. This is hard. Watching but, TV nowadays is harder than finding a book. <laughs> it really right? is. It's yeah. like walking into a bookstore going, what's good? It's seriously And they're like, uh, to kill a mockingbird, guys- and here's... T- 40,000 other things right there. They use Amazon. It it's nuts. the Amazon uh, video or something. Yeah, yeah. It tells you what to watch. Every time yeah. I turn it on, it's got four so more recommendations yeah, of the that I watched. They all do that. The worst is... If Netflix you... does, has the same shit up every time, right, though. Right, that's true. Okay, Amazon. now that I brought this up, that I say I don't watch TV, I don't. But I do watch a lot of YouTube videos because that's my latest distraction for the last three or four months is like at 11 o'clock midnight, I'll lay in bed and watch YouTube videos. And I go down rat holes where I, I get obsessed with engraving. and Are I'll watch rat holes? Rabbit holes. I think they're or, called rabbit holes. Whatever. I go down some kind of <laughs> mental hole. It's more of a rat hole Four for holes me. for you. That says a lot about but, you, Mike, that it's a rat hole, not a – because it's a bunny hole. It's a rabbit hole. Okay. Rat hole is he so feels, He feels bad. There's rat it. holes as well. <laughs> 
<laughs> in this town, there are plenty of <laughs> rats make holes. The pedophile documentary is down a rat hole. No, I'm talking about YouTube videos where I, I get stuck on one topic that has no interest to me whatsoever, and I get obsessed with it. Yesterday, I watched people making luggage for about an hour and a half, like different a bunch of different videos. But I've watched people engraving watches, engraving knives, engraving hammers, and I just get obsessed. I've, I've watched at least eleven. Literally three minutes ago, you making, denied that you watched television. I know, but no, YouTube, YouTube doesn't different. count because it's not a show; it's a six minute, twelve minute yeah. video. YouTube is different. But YouTube's, YouTube's um, uh, the way they track you is unsettling because once you watch one thing that you didn't want to watch. Like yesterday, I went, oh, I'm going to Dr. Drew's tomorrow. And I went, you know what? I've never watched a surgery video. And I punched in surgery on oh YouTube. Oh, my God. And it grossed me out within 10 seconds and I couldn't watch it. A total knee replacement. It's just like, like it's repulsive. It was fascinating watching a guy peel a grape with that Da Vinci machine, though. Oh, wow. They interesting. Put a surgeon mm-hmm. is that what you had mm-hmm. worked worked on you? Mm-hmm. But he peeled an entire grape with knives. Yeah, like with grape. the machine. That's what uh, they have to do with the nerves. But then, in your now prostate. YouTube thinks all I want to watch is surgery. So I know. Like, I know YouTube's dangerous for me. I have a similar kind of brain because I one night for some reason went, oh my god, Burt Lahr had a career before the Cowardly Lion. <laughs> and I went like for an hour down Burt Lahr videos. Yeah. <laughs> Open I, Amazon, and, Amazon it's like, hey, and here's thought, a bear costume. Yeah, and I thought, this is not good. This is no, yeah. I've wasted an hour here looking at yeah. Burt Lahr in 1930s singing uh, musicals. It's great if it comes up as a fluke in a conversation and people think you're a super genius. Yeah. No. So let's talk about the documentary. Okay. Wait, okay. you haven't yet described the two parallel paths. Break first, we'll be right back. Well, CBDs are everywhere, right? Everyone's talking about them, and it's a topic that I get asked about all the time. Bottom line on CBD, although there are way more claims made about them, the clinical evidence right now, mm, it's not all that clear, but many people are using it and reporting great results, and they are very encouraging. So I want to first define exactly what I'm talking about here. CBD is cannabidiol, an extract from hemp. While you might associate with marijuana, CBD does not cause reinforcement. It is not the reinforcing component of hemp, but it is what's responsible for the calming or some of the relaxing effects that many people experience, not the high. Now about the products. There are a ton of them on the market today. For getting the vast array of the reported health benefits, it's important to be aware of what you're buying. I was recently introduced to a company called Select CBD, an Oregon-based company that focuses on high-quality ingredients and manufacturing standards, not the hype. Their CBD-based products are available in a wide range of formulations and flavors, each of which is described to you so you can make an informed decision without all those promises that are probably too good to be true. Like I said, the reported benefits of CBD by individuals using this are very compelling. I'm excited to see how things develop as the science catches up with this booming industry. As usual, the public is ahead of the science. I can't make explicit claims yet, but boy, the reports are pretty encouraging. So if you're ready to try CBD, I encourage you to check out Select CBD. To learn more, go to drdrew.com slash select. That's on my site, drdrew.com slash S-E-L-E-C-T. And for a limited time, you can save 25% at checkout with the code drdrew, D-R-D-R-E-W. Again, drdrew.com slash select, and then the code D-R-D-R-E-W. All right, we're back. We're finally going to hear the two parallel paths. The, uh, <laughs> we're probably not. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> of this it's show. really a mess, and it's all a, I'm a liar and it's a fraud, and I'm just waiting till I get found out. Well, that that's I'm what get you a job. keep feeling like. You keep saying, "Yeah, I do feel like a fraud yeah. all the time," but I always have. Um, that's, that's the opposite of Dunning Kruger. Right? Death is funny. You know it, that, right? No. You know what Dunning Kruger is? No, I don't. Dunning Kruger is a is a psychological principle that humans have to one degree or another that allows them to misjudge their own abilities. It's how somebody can get up at American Idol and think they sound great mm-hmm. and really believe that. 
Dunn and Kruger? Dunning Kruger. Dunning Kruger. And it's also how people have the imposter effect, like you're describing, which is you actually do have abilities, but you feel somehow like not enough. Yeah, working on it. Death is funny. Funny stories related to death. Like how in the in the in the depths of grief and misery and the worst feeling you ever had, you say something funny or something funny happens. And it's not to discover why we do that. I understand why we do that. It's a release. But it's just funny stories. Like uh, almost everybody has a story of hope. like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you think that until you interview fifty people, and oh. almost none of them do. Really? When the cameras pointed out, not a few people were perfect. Some people are just like, well, I don't really have any funny stories, and they're like, Of course you do. They just can't think of it. Yeah, but I'll. Uh, it's coming together. The other one is me becoming an honest and uh, responsible person, and they're 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 together. They're crossing over all the time. Where I'm. Dumb example is my life coach came over one day and said, why is that AT&T bill still sitting on your computer? And I said, fuck them. <laughs> she goes, well, why don't you pay it? And I go, I don't even have AT&T. She goes, well, why do you have a bill? And I go, that's from like six months ago. She goes, well, pay it, and they're out of your life. And I went, fuck them. And she physically picked it up and made me go online and pay it. And but, I was pissed, man. But that was Mike's attitude about everybody. Yeah. Why do you have an AT&T bill? No, no, no. Forget the AT&T bill. just the fuck them attitude. Oh, I know yeah. that. Yeah. I have that. And And – I paid it, and she goes, it's, it's done now. Your relationship with them is done. I was like, oh, I would have never done that. I would have just looked well, at I, it every day. I, I, I can take the sociopathy to a different extreme. Just throw it in the trash, and it's done also. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but part of me was going like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, not yeah. Just like, whatever. Go fuck yourself. Did you pay the IRS? No, but I talked to them, and that was a huge step for me. I, I was shaking. I thought I was going to jail. I filmed the whole thing. Talking to the IRS was amazing this yeah, year because yeah. it was like a literal weight came off of me. I thought I, – I, I was like, I don't have the money. I owe $25,000. I quit my job. I'm going to jail. What would they say? I, I Wait, talked to the woman. By, she talked. divided you by seven. You may have told us this last time. No, yeah. no. This is new. This well, is divided new. No, no, by 60. Might what you owe goes into 60 monthly payments over five years and you pay them. Yeah. So that's easy. probably what we did, but – I wasn't paying attention because I was so relieved. <laughs> <laughs> and I told I was honest. You've got to pay it, though. She goes, how's your job going? And I go, oh, I quit my job like four months ago to make a movie. And she goes, okay, that's a new one. And I was like, <laughs> yep. And we talked about it. And at the end of it, she threw in at the last minute, uh, good luck with your movie. And I went, I love you. No joke. Whoa. I went, I love you. Like, I meant it. Because of the relief that it brought me. And she hung up. And I was like, oh, my God. I told an IRS agent, I love you. That probably made her day. It was so uh, much She's heard a lot worse. You know what I did a couple of days ago for money? What? A couple of sweet podcast listeners offered to pay me to go to Disneyland with them. Wow. And I was like, that is so cheesy. Really? I Have you so tried fun. Cameo yet? Never do that. And then Why? Dr. Drew and a couple of other people went, do it. And I did. And it was great. They I'm were sure great. They fun. were fun. Yeah. I made there, some you money. Know, what, what's the drummer's name? I'm blanking on his name. Famous, famous. Played drum for everybody. Uh, he plays Buddy for Rich? Everybody. No, 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 no. The new, um, Josh Freeze. So I think maybe Josh. Josh do you think he could do Cameo? I mean, we're having great success. I'm not a celebrity. And I don't need something to humiliate me. <laughs> oh, Every day I'm just looking at it. No one. <laughs> okay. All right. But But... He, he did a thing where I think he was raising money for something where he like charged a lot of money to go to Disneyland and yeah. cooked him dinner and stuff. And this yeah. is something people do. And people people it's love fun. doing it's that. Fun. They love, know, they can help you also. You know what Perfect. though? I really I talked about this. Like I had a camera in my windshield when I was driving down there, and I was not in a good mood. And I, my attitude was poor, and I'm embarrassed about it. 
but it changed when I got there and they were super nice and they were interesting and they were fun to hang out with. But I was like, I feel like a prostitute, man. And then I started thinking about it. And I'm like, this isn't really how a prostitute feels. Welcome to no. showbiz. I'm going to Disneyland for $150 an hour. Yeah. They're having sex with a stranger. Yeah. And then I was like, it's not quite the same. And I'm sure like mid-level everyday man prostitutes would trade to go to Disneyland. Right. Yeah. And, and you want to sure give a stranger a hand job and mid- a Corolla? I don't think mid-level one would. I think street-level one yeah. would. Well, what's a mid-level? $500. Oh, my God. That seems expensive. <laughs> I don't have any idea. But now we're well, pricing male prostitutes. Well, when I think of prosti- <laughs> when I think of prostitutes, I think of like t- the ones I saw in movies and stuff. They're like fifteen hundred bucks and stuff, like in Vegas. And I just assumed that was a rarity. And then everyone else is like in the hundreds. Twenty five bucks a blowjob. Really? <laughs> oh my God. That is a bargain. Well, what what did uh, Robert Kraft pay? Eighty dollars. I wouldn't know. Don't th- ask me. Eighty dollars for a threesome or something. Really? That's, Assuming. Yeah. Oh my God. That was what he paid, right? It's crazy. It's Eighty dollars. Yeah, something silly. That is not a lot of money. No, that's why it's <laughs> that's human why he, trafficking. That, that's why he went there. Oh, human trafficking. That's why he had it. I never. I did not. <laughs> that's so weird. I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. I was always like, why are they calling this human trafficking? They're adults. I, like, <laughs> I thought it was oh, children. I thought it was. This oh, is a consensual God. agreement between two adults. How is this trafficking? Just in that moment, I just can't wait to see this movie of, about Mike. Pet- this is going to oh, be the yeah. greatest. I know thing. it's going to be the great life thing. of Mike. But this, so, the life, life of, of Mike. Mike. Yeah, life of Mike. I life like it. Do you think, think I think you ought to do two movies. I think you ought to do the, the well three. There's a third, too. Sure. There's a third, Bob. Well, if somebody wants to edit it, I'm not putting this as a call out there because I have a person in mind who I trust, but I have recorded every therapy session. And, uh, That's crazy. On, on, in 4K, and Paul goes, why don't you just give them to your editor friend and tell him, see if there's something here. To... And I go, are you fucking kidding me? Why not? Oh, my. It's the – it's it, honest on. doesn't do it justice. That's what'll make put it great. It on, put it on YouTube and you'll make a million dollars. Why is this confusing <laughs> to you? <laughs> Putting what? it on YouTube. Were you trying to measure what a million dollars if no, it was if worth somebody a million told me dollars? there was money in it, I but I, I would need to Don't you know these YouTube kids make millions yeah, of dollars? Yeah, I don't have that kind of popularity. Well, what did you say in the sessions? Yeah, everything. Everything. There you I go. It'd be fascinating. Well, the real the be, real problem is, and I I'm, because I never wanted to watch look, that. It could be a manual for. Well, I'm afraid doing to talk about this, but I told I told you, Doctor Drew this a couple of times, and I told I told some mutual friends that are in the program. I go, I think my therapist is flirting with me, and they're oh, like, yeah, she's yeah. not. And I go, pretty sure she is. And then we talked about it, and he goes, you need to tell her that. I'm like, no way am I, because that would ruin it if she was flirting. Right. He goes, then he lose, I lose my chance. Yeah. <laughs> I lose my car. I go, tell her. Yeah. That's called if erotic. If I tell her, that's, she's going to back up and be like, oh, no, oh, she's, oh, no, she's not. It's called erotic transference. It's a normal and healthy part of therapy. I don't know where this came from right now. Did you I'm, say it? I haven't talked to her yet. Oh, you asshole. I'll see oh, her next You got to film that. I yeah. am. I shoot it all. Yeah. I shoot no, but everything. Remember there was a TV show. You guys are big TV guys. I thought you meant film remember us Remember there was a TV show <laughs> that was in therapy, it was called. I know. With some but it was taped. Guy. I know. It was yeah. acted. I just was I like, know. they should put real therapy I agree. on TV. Did Bob Newhart ever do real therapy? No. I, I mean, on the show. The, like, group, no. the group therapy was kind of cool. When was that? Uh, he, there was scenes in the New Heart through the years where oh. they did a group therapy once a week at night. Oh yeah, Car, doc, you know, Mr. Carlin was there. The guy Carlin, yeah, uh, Mr. Carlson. What was his yeah. name? Yeah, one of them died was, like two years ago. He and was, I was a really depressive, bummed. a little hey, knitting lady. What would it take for me to become a therapist? Not much. Uh, about seven more years of training. All right, I'm out. 
<laughs> but it wouldn't be. I mean, you could do it. No, no you could become a psychologist Six. in four years. Right, and then you could get your license to be a therapist. It's ten thousand hours after that. Oh yeah, you don't want 10, that. Hours. You just yeah. want to work in a rehab. You be the world's greatest juggler. <laughs> the uh, I don't know why this popped in my head, and I'm sorry to take this way off track, but I just envisioned when we were doing prostitute talk. Yeah. I had this weird vision. And keep in mind, I'm not mentally right. So don't take this as mean-spirited or anything. But I just pictured you, Who are you pointing negotiating at? with a prostitute, Dr. Me? Drew. <laughs> and then you saying the most arrogant thing of all time, which people have said to me about giving them free work, which is, uh, if we get busted, this will be good publicity for you. Oh. <laughs> oh I just pictured this whole thing playing out in my head. Because people have gone, why don't you just give me the pictures? It'll be good pr- publicity. I'm like... When you're honest like that, that's great. I had that experience one time. I w- cop drugs for people. That was my thing when it, before Thelonious Monster started, made our first record. So they would pick me up at my house. I'd drive them over to this drug dealer's house, make them park around the corner. I'd get a bunch of money from them. I'd buy the drugs. I'd keep half of them. And the drugs were nowhere near as expensive as the people I was selling it to. We're driving down the street. I'm in the back seat. There's a woman driving, and a, my friend is in the passenger seat get to a light she snorts the meth off the console in the car and she goes wow and she looks at me and she goes man i'd like to run some of this stuff have you got a point meaning have you got a needle right okay i look it's kathy evelyn smith the woman who's on trial for killing john belushi she's on tv every night that's who you're talking that's to who oh I cop the drugs gosh. for while she's on trial wait can you say this is this... i'm sure i can uh, wow <laughs> so, she's the woman that killed with it contributed that, to that the shot death john belushi up, yeah. right? and by and, the way i set a fight with the yamaguchi the the coroner who said, oh, no, no, he was just experimenting. Just somebody shot uh, him up. Yeah. Wasn't that guy just a star effer? Like, he was the, he, it, the reason there's mystery behind every one of these deaths, whether it's Robert Kennedy or, or uh, Marilyn Monroe. or Because of him? He doesn't understand anything clinical at all. Right. He has no idea what he's looking at, especially addiction. So this gets back to wrong. the mic thing. Oh, yeah. So we're driving That's down amazing, Hollywood though. Boulevard. Wait, we're driving down Hollywood Boulevard. Now I'm paranoid and I'm looking behind like she has to be being followed. She's on the nightly news yeah. every night. Yeah. I just cop drugs with her. I got drugs on me. We're in her car and we're driving down. And I remember being anxious for about... 10 or 15 blocks and then realizing like this could be good for Thelonious Monster oh. like a bunch of oh my god <laughs> oh my god that's the same thing you know that is that is, a po- that is the power of positive thinking right there oh, that's it how bad could it be that's I'm a business. rebel yeah. this that's is the, the ultimate- beginning of the Kardashian TMZ world right there that's where it started that's John fantastic John is where it started because yeah. that there, you know who was on the cover of National Choir prior to the 80s it was like you know, Natalie Wood, Elizabeth Taylor, it was a different world yeah, of Hollywood. Yeah. When Belushi died, it became John Belushi. That was our world. That was the punk rock world. That was the alternative world. And now, and Have Belushi was Have you seen this punk series that. on Epics? Uh, which one is, is it? it? On Epics. It's a, it's a channel, and they have a series on punk right now going, just starting. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you guys watch so much I don't watch it. I don't watch it. <laughs> No, I know these people. I just I didn't. Oh, really? I, I want to watch it. But but let's go back but, to the third film. The third film is I don't know what is it. Um, oh, you got the death. Wait, are you talking about my, my side you. project? I, I would call it your third film that I'm thinking about shooting. No, the one the, that you you interviewed your friends for and dragged a wax figure across the country. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know where that's standing right now. I reviewed the contracts a few months ago. He's, he has a Burt Reynolds film. 
Oh, yeah, the yeah. wax figure of Burt Reynolds? We, uh, I've told this story Did so you buy the wax figure of Burt Reynolds? It's better than that. My friends and I are obsessed with the 70s, obsessed with Burt Reynolds. They've got close to 2,000 pieces of Burt Reynolds memorabilia. They have anything and everything that ever had Burt Reynolds Has he been it. over to their house? He's dead. He's dead. I know, but <laughs> back then, back then has he? This was uh, a little more than 10 years ago. I got a call saying, what are you doing on Saturday? And I'm like, I don't know. And he goes, you're going to the Wax Museum to buy the Burt Reynolds statue for us because it's going up for sale. And I, I went down there two days for previews, got kicked out both times. I went back for the auction, got my number. I was nervous as hell. Got blown out of the water in five minutes. I'm trying to make this story as fast as possible. I split. I call my friend Matt. I go, I'm sorry, I didn't get the Burt. Only brought 700 bucks with me. It went out of, immediately. It started at like 2000 and he's like, oh, that's all right, blah, blah, blah. And I went, fuck, I left my $300 deposit at the Wax Museum. I turned around, rainy day, too. So all this was just happens, just circumstance. It was a On Hollywood Boulevard? No, no, uh, in Buena Park next to the uh, oh, Nosbury Farm. Oh, that, yeah, that's closed a no, long it's time. very far. Um, I park, I go get in line to get my deposit back, and I happen to get in line behind the woman who bought it, and that was the first in a long series of unbelievable, amazing coincidences. Did you guys get married? I said... I heard her say I'm paying for Burt Reynolds. And I went, oh, I was bidding on that against you. And she goes, you a big fan? I go, I'm a huge fan. My friends are fanatical. And she goes, well, nice to meet you. She splits. I get my money back, turn around. She's on the phone. And she walks over to me and hands me the phone. And it was Burt Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) And I go, what are you going to do with that wax statue? And he goes, it's going to Florida State University. And I didn't think about it. There was no pre-thought. This was not an idea. I just went, my friends and I will drive it there for free. (laughs) <laughs> and he goes, give your money, give your uh, number to Kate, and we'll think about it. And from that moment on, there was nothing I wanted more in life, ever. The adventure began. Ever than driving that across the country for, for Bert. They didn't call us for five days. We knew it had to be out of the Wax Museum in seven days, or it reverts back to them, ownership, and you lose your money. And they just were blowing us off like it's no one's business. Thursday afternoon, I get a call, and it was Kate, Bert's girlfriend at the time, the one who bought it. And she goes, you need to call Bert's lawyer right now. And I called Bert's lawyer, and he goes, hey, small world, buddy. He knew me from a TV show I worked on. You're kidding. I, it was the second of the most amazing co- – the coincidences never stopped. And we took – we picked up the wax Burt Reynolds. They we can't. signed all these contracts. Camera's rolling. Yeah, we're not going to – so it doesn't melt? The movie's mediocre, How but it's not, still filled with love. How did it not melt? How do you keep it, 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 it they don't melt. from melting? <laughs> it's, not, it's not like carrying a fragile candle. Around. They're very, very okay. sturdy. And it wasn't that hot. And you, you took it in a, in a convertible. But we did – no, we had a van. A van. We rented a van, and we painted it, delivering Bert on one side, a giant eastbound, and down on the other side. I made all these little stickers that said, Bert on board, put him in all the windows. <laughs> and it was three of the biggest fans in the world doing this for Bert Reynolds. And it was, it was fun because we were idiots. Like, we signed contracts. It will remain locked in a box. It will never go unattended. Within an hour of, of getting it, we had set it up at my house for a photo op, and then we took it to uh, TGI Fridays for lunch, and we just put, <laughs> put his head on the table. Oh, and everyone in the restaurant the came by to look at it. The head came off the body. We set it up at the beach in San Diego. We took it to bars. We took it out in the middle of, of, of Tombstone in the desert to meet a cowboy who thought he was Burt Reynolds <laughs> in the wind and stuff. And he's like, that is cool as beans, man. He's, everyone's taking pictures with it. We dropped it. We did all this stuff with it. And it was the biggest letdown in the history of any pro- the, the world's most expensive home movie. Because? Which was, we dropped it off to no fanfare. They couldn't have cared less. They locked it in a closet. We get home, 
and I was just like, what a dud. This is terrible. I didn't remember anything pleasant happening on the trip. Turned out it was like magical, you know, but my perception is yeah. not right. And I got a call from Kate, and she was pissed, man. She was almost yelling at me, and she goes, you guys really screwed up. And I go, I documented everything. I go, it got there in perfect shape. There was nothing wrong with it. And she goes, that's not it. You got the wrong Bert. We wanted the deliverance Bert. It's the and wrong was, figure. Yeah. Which one was it? It was like a Western bird, possibly a TV show. How are you supposed to know? But the, she bought it, so it wasn't really our fault. She goes, you need to find the right bird. And everything fizzled out after a while because his publicist well, his publicist got involved, and he's like, what is this garbage? This thing is garbage. He goes, I'm not showing this to Bert. And we were like, fine. And it just sat for 10 years. Really? And uh, recently we, we called the university to find out. We're, I'm, I'm reshooting interviews now, trying to trying to reignite the story. Right. And we called the university, one of us did, and they said, someone took it. And, oh. they, and then the woman goes, hold on, I'll, call you, I'll find out who. And it was one of Bert's friends, a booster. So my friend Steve called his house. He had just died. And Jesus. so he gave it a few weeks, called back to ask his wife what happened. And she died. Oh. Like right now. So it's somewhere. It's the curse of death, that thing. In fl- yeah, exactly. <laughs> this <laughs> two was in my like 50 years. Video. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're not talking about the gun with the wind but, curse. But what are you talking about? Everyone's dead. Everyone involved in it's dead. <laughs> He's re-interviewed everybody. And uh, it's but good. it's it was it was it was truly like magical. Like we were in Tombstone with the wax bird in a bar at nine in the morning. And some guy just saw it and goes, you have to meet my friend. He I'm thinks dying he's Burt Reynolds. I'm dying to see this, this movie. Yeah, it's not it. – It's I can't say it's great, but I think it's got a lot of – it's on YouTube. Already? I, it's the been old on there for version. like three years. The old yeah, version. the old I version. I want to see the new – What's yeah, it called? Delivering Burt. I want to see the new one with the with the Yeah, the, the new interviews have been have yeah. been really good, and yeah. they look much better because the old one is regular death, and I, I was in a bad mood, and we were drinking like crazy – like, like we could only drive 400 miles before we had to get a couple of cases of beer and check into a hotel. Right. But it was fun, man. It was a, it was a, it was a wonderful experience, and it's like everything I've ever done in my life that I was proud of. I was miserable while while I did it, and I look back on it with this delusion of grandeur, and where I go, that was the greatest time, and that was the greatest time. It was the greatest. Ex- it came off the other miraculous thing, which was Star Trek, where I had an opportunity to pitch an idea to Paramount with no experience. I had no business doing it, and I pitched an idea for a live Star Trek show that was not a parody and they they said yes and I left there like what just happened because I had no business doing it I had no experience and they let me produce it and direct it and uh, this was back to back with that so whatever happened where I peaked in my life back then well you're living off your childhood it looks like the memories of your childhood well the childhood member included cults yeah yeah. And so you want, you want to do a cult thing too, right? Yeah. In fact, I, I don't. I, we probably shouldn't talk about it now because I'm going to do it, and you're part of it. Oh, which cults? It was called Bible Speaks. It was in Lake Elsinore. Yeah, I heard about it. Um, lived there for a couple of years when I was a kid. Five of us in one room. Right. Mike's mom was a piece of work. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of great cult movies. There's the Source Family. Source one Family. Fa- I yeah. met one of those guys. I know. We know. I bet you do. That restaurant Lonnie is still Kai there. Lonnie Kai was grew up in that. Source wow. Family's great. You didn't know that? No. She's Lonnie Kai. Is the beach in the dirt where she was born? Oh my god. Yeah. Source Family's great. Let the fire burn. Father Tragic. Yao died in the the thing. Hang gliding. They were kind of benign. It didn't seem like that was an no. evil cult. No, and it was. There was a- another one in Orange County called the Children of God. Yeah. Yes. Or something. Well, Children was... of God, Heaven's Gate, I'm obsessed with. I'm convinced they all start well-meaning. 
They all and, start here in Southern California. Yeah, they, we're all then, cults. Yeah, but, yeah. but always at the center is, is a <laughs> well, sociopath who convinces himself that he's whatever, and he always ends up having sex. Watch with. my theory about why is it Southern California. Another thing that you don't realize, there's a little house in on on Union Street near Beverly where the, it was the first Pentecostal church in America. Mm. Pentecostalism, the holding rattlesnakes, started mm. in Los Angeles. So why Are you here? Scientology, based in Los yeah. Angeles. So why here? I have a theory. Est started in Los Angeles. Right. Landmark Forum started in well, Los Angeles. That's not bad. The Source family cults. started there. Right, so why? All of it in Los Angeles. Why? Because this is where all the mentally ill people migrate towards. <laughs> why? Because we're seeking fame and fortune okay, and unsettledness. So, that's a great right? So I would, I would argue point. absolutely true in the second half. Second, your mom. Second, Where's your mom from? Philadelphia. Right? Second, second, His mom came out here. Fame away, and fortune. Running away. I would, I would argue the second two-thirds of the 20th century includes largely those kinds of people. But prior to that, I would argue the really crazy crazies came out here. Fo- follow this logic. Who settled this country in the first place on the East well, Coast? There will be blood. No, the, the West the Coast. The there East will first. be blood. Correct. But the first, we the bunch of bunch of hooligans and outcasts. Yeah, and people, gangs of New York. But, yes, people nobody wanted, and they just go to the United States. Just try try to find your way there. So we got the alcoholics, the drug addicts, the mentally ill. In first the nineteenth century, in the eighteenth and nineteenth century, yeah. then. The craziest amongst those thought, "I'm going to go west. I'm going I'm I'm to put my family in a wagon and forget those Indians. That'd be fun. Let's go fight the Indians." Yeah. And so the craziest it's mental of, illness. And Mike. I really think that's why. I think that's why all. And the, why do we think Australia is the place where everyone got dumped? Right. I, I think that the, was prior to America's dumping. And I think that the reason we have white male serial killer or mass murderers out here is because of that. That the brain stuff that that came out here in the 18th, 19th century was You was just something. don't what, think of think of all the craziness of, of, of cults of New York City. None. Yeah, yeah. One serial killer, son of Sam, he killed yeah. five people. We got people out here that kill 60 or 70 people. That yeah. guy from a couple of months ago, yeah. the California killer. Yeah, yeah. He was a sheriff's department oh, guy. Jesus. I mean, we've got the cornerstone of mental illness is yeah. Southern California. How but many serial killers have not been caught that just died and we'll never know? Oh, who knows? I don't know. But but to your point, bringing up the story we opened with about the uh, pedophile. Yeah. Um, we didn't we were, talk we were, about we it. We talked about, about prior to the podcast. Abducted in uh, plain sight. Abducted in plain sight, yeah. It, it, it's these people are manipulative and they're amongst us and you don't even know how many. It was unbelievable how how much power this guy had over this entire family. Just by being nice to them, essentially. But it was more than that. It's deeper than that. Yeah. There's something way... Like, like I, I had a discussion with one of the girls last night at the improv and I go, I always feel like a piece of garbage because I feel like I could recognize when someone's vulnerable. Mm. And I thought that was my special talent. And my therapist is like, "That's you're not special because of that. I'm like, but I have this evil thing in me where I can tell if a girl is vulnerable and, and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, that's human. That's can you turn that into a positive? You're very empathetic. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> no, hopefully because – Look at how dismissive is No, but I think his is more on the codependent spectrum, which yeah, is a little, like, a little different. Well, like in my – like I, I – I'm not. I, I'm not patting myself on the back for being uh, lacking in self-esteem, but I, you know, Just there's been many times. Let me tell you times... this: Chrissy doesn't say when I'm going to Your meet wife. one of my friends, "Say hi for me." 
to many people. She likes you because you're so sweet <laughs> and honest. No, but some, like if I'm out and about in the world, especially when I was younger and I met – if I was at a party, I could tell which girl would fall for my bullshit. <laughs> that's, my manipulative, being, uh, that's just being an alcoholic. That's called bullshit. growing up in yeah. the 70s. Okay, but but I, I thought it was a, a bad thing. Like I'm a manipulating – I'm a – Well, you could use it for bad. Yeah, but I've it. never seen some something someone do like what that dude did yeah, with yeah. the whole family. Yeah. Okay, my point is, <laughs> I want to be careful. You're obsessed with how much power like. he had. Yeah, yeah. Not the evil well, that he. Let ranked. me tell you why, Bob. And I'm th- this is going to come off as a joke, and part of it is a joke, but I mean it from my heart. Uh, I'm uh, I'm doing. I don't know what it's going to be. If it's going to be a show or a podcast, but I'm doing this thing called I'm starting a cult, and I'm going to seriously start a cult, and I'm kind of doing it like tongue in cheek. But the bottom line is, I really am hoping that this turns into a real cult, and I'm the leader. <laughs> but then, but then, when you're and what you, is it the cult of? What are the it's, nuts it, and it, bolts it's of spirituality? It? So I haven't figured chaos, it out yet. Chaos, chaos factor. No, no, no. We're gonna. This is. There's gonna be meditating, farming, sex, probably. <laughs> That's always. Well, sex. then you're screwed. You can't, once once you cross body boundaries, you're done. <laughs> I don't. I I, this, I just threw the sex one in there, so in case people are tuning out and they're like, "Wait, why'd you say sex? Why don't you just join the AA cult?" I'm I'm in that cult already. Well, then there's rules and tenets to it. Do I'm it. I'm not the ruler of that. Oh, I thought you mean lift it from there. No. I'm totally taking stuff from AA. Oh, Absolutely. Peer to peer. He doesn't like AA because there's the no 15 rules. steps of my cult. He doesn't like AA because there's no ruler. <laughs> there's, no, there's no monarch. <laughs> there's no and in Mike's world is. To get in with so yeah. that you can yeah. circumvent no, power. It, it really has become, uh, like, I've always thought, fantasized about it since I was a kid. And uh, it really has become, like, a, a, a the primary goal is to earn a living. As, As a, cult a cult leader. leader. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And eat healthier because we're going to farm. But what, what do you know about farming? Nothing. I don't need to know anything. I'm the leader. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So before that happens, you ask the guy who runs the pencil you know, factory. What do you know about writing? He's you know, a be lot like, of these, I make wooden things. A lot of these names are very brand is important nowadays. Yeah, yeah. So what's the name of the cult? What's well, the brand of the cult? Um, Coronaism. <laughs> Coronaism. <laughs> you might be familiar with this. My phone's off, or I would just show you. But uh, when I was talking to you, I think it was either on the after disaster or on Loveline, and you said, "What's up?" And I went, "I'm one step away from hitting my head and starting a cult." And you, you kind of encouraged this. You were like, I could totally see that happening. And then people started sending me emails going, I would seriously join. I'm not kidding. I'll move yeah, I was kidding. And, uh, how about just the book and there is no book? Because remember, the secret was the last big cult here in L.A. I, I fell for it completely. Uh. Did you really? Well, I didn't even read it. But I was like, <laughs> this makes sense to me. This makes sense to me. What did you know about the secret? Uh, if you think it, it'll happen. If you uh, if you th- if you wish for money, money will come your way. I think there's something too. Pos- thinking positively. Did it work for you? Well, there's a book called "You're a Badass at Making Money" by a woman named Jen Sincero. Who made you read this? Paul Ollinger. Yeah, that's what I figured. Who's got a podcast that you're on? Yeah. And the book, the badass book. I was trying to think of what, where I was going. I was going to say your episode is very interesting and good. You're not badass you. at making money. Is that it? I'm horrible at it. I'm horrible at accepting money. I'm horrible at earning money. But her thing is you need to accept 
that you love money and not think of it as an evil thing. You need to accept that money does good and I, I deserve money and it's getting over these hurdles of I don't deserve it and money is a bad thing and fuck everybody who's See, if rich. You I'm sorry worked, for the profanity. But I Mike, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I learned those right. things, I, I hate to admit it, working the steps of AA. Yeah. You'll learn I'm responsibility sl- I'm, I'm and and one of the things I learned in AA was I had money guilt. I felt bad that I have so many friends that aren't doing as well as me and I yeah. felt like I don't want to act like I've got yeah. money or whatever. Rather than say, you know what? While everyone else was just living kind of the teenage 30s, I was working my ass off for him for nine years, 80 hours a week. Yeah. So I deserve to have a house, Yeah. right? And and not that it's arrogant, but it's just the reality of the way the world is, yeah. right? You could have learned that if you would have dug a little deeper. Doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so but I have an can out. We set a goal because I had a goal for my four step, but but by a year, right? And then I didn't make it. It was like a year and a half. How about by ten years? But you'll have all twelve steps done within three years. I made I made amends to somebody last night, and I know I'm jumping the gun because that's way down. <laughs> Have you accepted your powerlessness yet? I'm still working on that. <laughs> you made an apology. I, I, Bob, no, no, listen, Bob, you made an you apology. You accepted your powerlessness. I, know, so I read it. You... I read it over and over, and I think about it, and I meditate on it. I'm trying to get it in my head. But listen, the, you, because you've not done the initial work, what you did was an apology, not an amends. So who'd you apologize to? I apologize to a, a company person that worked at the improv who I hated from day one, and I made his life hell, and I humiliated him in front of people, and I yelled at him in front of people, and we became enemies, and it hurt me a lot because he fucked me over a bunch of times because we were enemies because I said right. and that's I how, up, that's how it works, Mike. I saw I don't under, I didn't under, that wasn't <laughs> fair to me. That's your apologize. And you're in the mic world. We got to get the notes for the cult. You can fuck under others, but they can't fuck you. I just under. hated this guy. I hated everything about him. And I told him last night. I went. I ran into him. We fake said hi to each other, and I went, "Hey, can I talk to you for a minute?" And I, I was, I. It was a magic moment. I go, I treated you like garbage, and I did stuff to you that I regret because I'm angry at myself, and I hate myself, and I decided one day I don't like you, and fuck you, and I'm sorry about that, and I think about it all the time, and I'm sorry I started off like that, and I go, I don't plan on us being friends, but I just want you to know that I did it because I hate me, and it wasn't you. I just decided you're my enemy, and uh, and I, I left there and felt good about it. What did he say? He gave me a hug. Wow. And go. then he said, what have you been working on? And I went, I'm making a movie. And he's like, really? And then I was pissed and resentful that he hadn't been tracking me the last year. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, progress, not, not perfection. Th- thus the yeah. need for the initial steps. <laughs> I just assumed everyone in the company was tracking my every move every day. What's he up to? Oh, my God. That Mike Carano. Oh, my God. Oh my I really God. thought that. So your recommendations are – all your stuff and this Netflix documentary about the cult. I, I'm, I'm very concerned about this cult podcast. I'm very concerned about it. Uh, here, here's I think why it's time a good is better. Because here's, I, a, I here's a theory for you: embrace chaos. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to do the opposite. I'm trying to clear my head and not have. I'm, not, I'm trying to meditate. Can and you not imagine what the farm is going to be like if Mike is the leader? I can tell you exactly what it's going to be like. It's going to be. It's going to be a lot like your house with a bigger yard. So <laughs> we're going to rent a nice house in Beverly Hills with a big cult yard. Leaders, wait a minute. I, I don't think you know much about cults. I thought you grew up on one. Cult leaders do a lot of shit. Yeah. It's a, it's a heavy workload. Bob. 
<laughs> What's going on with you? I want to know how you're going to run a farm. I'm giving you leadership, right? I'm giving you what I'm going to give my followers. Like, okay. what's happening in your life? Everything all right? Yeah. You got to love Bob him first. You're so great. You're so wonderful. I see something special in you. <laughs> Bob, I'm That's honored to have you here. There you go. I'm honored for the carrots you've been growing for us in the backyard. And They're if you ever, my door is always open. Thank you. Never mind the four deadbolts. Uh, I think you need a little more for the cult leadership stuff. The water, you gotta, the you water gotta has been shut off to the farmhouse because we didn't pay the bill. What okay, do we do, Mike? I, I, you find four chicks and go kill the person who shut it off. I don't think you have to worry. I don't think the cult's going to get off the ground. Well, I think it'll be a great podcast. I'd the much rather. Your door when you get home. The podcast is really I want to talk about other cults. And yeah. I, I want to go like I'm starting a cult and then t- and t- talk about goes. other cults. See where it goes. In regards to what I would pick and choose. And it's done with tongue and cheek. Got there it. you go. But then yeah. I thought, if it gets popular. <laughs> well, you got to finish those movies. Yeah. We all want to see these movies. The Burt movie, the therapy movie, the, the chaos the death parallel. Movie. The death life. movie is the priority, yeah. and the that's the movie, biggest the weight on my shoulders the... because I'm obligated to Paul for, for that movie. And he I wants want... it to be the death movie now, or do you do what? No, well, he that's my obligation to him. Yeah, he but, but, he didn't, for that. but he doesn't care which one it is. No, he just wants me to do something. Yeah. But it's and... crazy that the... His, I just got to tell you, your sister's death, I do think about a lot. Well, let's just, I people, we have to point describe it, it to out. people. Let's describe it. Well, I saw it on the news, and I didn't know it was Mike's sister. Right. So it was about it four was years ago? In it was San exactly Diego. three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. So you've been San... on this podcast that long. How, how long have we been doing this podcast? Oh, wow. It was really? in San Diego. We can hear Diego. the, we can hear the, re, the previous Mike Carano podcast, if you want to see. Let's him. go through it. So It was a very windy night. And... She was driving home from your parents' house? She was going to a gig. She was a professional drummer. She had the drums and, uh, in the car. She, um, it was really windy. Yeah. It was really windy, and the, the one lone 100-foot tree at the beach fell on her car as she was driving under it. She was the only one hit. Craziest thing ever. Ever. There are no was, trees in the air except for the one. Yeah, 100-foot like tree. Boom. And it was crazy. It was nuts. It was, it was horrific. It was um, like, well, I, Let's not think about her, you know, the that horrible part of it but just the randomness yeah. of it yeah. is the craziest death i've ever heard in my life which is my opening statement in the movie the random i talk of about it? it and i talk about the suffocating feeling it was and how i've never never had this where it felt like i i i say something along the lines of and it, it was very sincere what I, when i said it it's the opening of the movie and i go when she died like it was like every cell in my body was drowning and screaming at the same time and it was just silence and i was distraught and a friend of mine goes what are the odds that a tree would fall in her car and i went why after the worst thing that ever happened to me would you bring the second worst thing into it math <laughs> and then i was like a monster <laughs> but i meant it i was like well, you want me to do math at a time like this like the I mean, odds have you, have you ever heard of a, such a random death? well i'll tell you something ever since it happened i've heard of it a lot like because what? trees like fall what? on people Way more often than yeah, I ever thought. Yeah, but like thought. in their houses, the, the yeah. chances going 30 miles an hour yeah. down a street. Unbelievable. And at a, the beach and in it San falling Diego. right on the Maybe little two feet Maybe in tornado country, but not yeah. in No, it was, it, was, it was a fluke, man. And it's also, you know, I'm aware of how people feel about their dead relatives and stuff. You know, we always look at it. But there's also the no death is usually explainable by logic or reasoning or medicine. But I mean, it goes even deeper for us because we're like, why her? Right, she's the one that the, she was the good one. Because yeah, she's the first one that got Dick sober Cheney at all times. She's the <laughs> one that brought our whole family together. She's responsible for everything good that happened. Hmm. She fought for it. She took care of my mom. Took care of my dad. Um, took 
did everything the with the and nieces I, and nephews. Everything. And, she was their dan- my my niece's dance instructor. She she was at every one of my cousin, my nephew's events. At, she was at everything and worked full time. And she taught dance and she played live music every night. And, and the entire community loved her. Yeah. And right. why was it her? Like, could have been one of us. Like but one of the lazy the, ones. Well. God wanted her back. Is it sadder if it's somebody we don't like? I no, mean, it's, if much, it's, it's, it's much less much sad. Nicer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, death is such an amazing thing. It's unbelievable. Like, so it can kill you and break your heart and make you lose ambition for everything in life. Otherwise, it can make you click your heels together. And go, ah, I'm glad that guy's dead. <laughs> Wait, did you see the newspaper? Trump died choking on his own vomit. What? Oh, my God. I'm going to the balloon store. I've never done that before in my life. Nope, you know what I mean? It depends on what the death is. When, it, when, when a horrible criminal dies in jail, we kind of just go like, yeah, good. F How about you, the buddy. crazy thing about the guy who's now so demented he can't be executed knowing he's being executed for the murder that he did, so they're not going to execute him? Oh, my God. That's crazy. Wow. That's, went to you know the what? Supreme Court. Huh. In case any parent ever thinks uh, taking an acting class is a waste of time, <laughs> right there. I, yeah, if I was on death row, I'd be demented right away. Uh, I don't know what I did. <laughs> yeah, are you talking about because I pet a bunny? <laughs> and they'd be like, put this guy back in the hole. It's a crazy world, but that is the most random death I've ever heard of, and I've been surrounded by death my whole life. It's just the craziest. I'm sure there has that. to be some. There's, I've never I'm heard sure of there's a, a sto- there are stories long and i use it therapeutically in group therapy sometimes to say you never know i I do this thing that i started doing about two or three years ago because i do a group out in malibu on tuesdays and i say you know i've lived my life now these last eight or ten years to the fullest in each day because i don't know if on the way home a a car isn't going to head-on collide on me on the 101 freeway you should see the therapist's reaction to that not the clients clients like it and and they get the message the therapist you shouldn't say that bob like that's like that's uh, like it could happen because i said it people are superstitious about how do you how do you this is like the steps, and I'm being honest. I'm being, I'm not bull- bullshitting you. I want to absorb it and feel it. The the, all of the first three steps, I read them every day. I think on them. I write about it. I, I don't want to just say the words and then move on. I want to feel that. I want to mm-hmm. feel the powerless. I want to feel the higher power. But it's the same thing with the death thing. I think of that every minute. I think of this is now. Live in the moment. I talk to my therapist about it every single Good. week. About It's all about being present and being now and being here. And it's not about worrying about what's going to happen or dreading, you know, thinking about the past and stuff. It's about living life and living it to its fullest. And I kill myself. I beat myself up all the time because I'm wasting time. I will waste time with a, I'm just depressed and I'll just mm. sit at home or I'll lay in bed staring that, at YouTube. Is that what the fact of your sister's death in a weird way also motivated you to get to your therapy? Absolutely. So you, so you can, so you I, I was not, desperate. not to get over the grief, but also so you can desperate, engage. Desperate for yeah. something Live to like change. her, live more like her. But live more 100%, like, that's what this right. whole project became. It, it evolved from the funny little stories to being like her. She was courageous. She did everything that we never had the balls to do. She became a professional drummer when she was 15 or 16. She did that her entire life. She was a professional dancer, Irish step dancer, toured the world but over is, and over and over. Isn't there she something, was in Titanic. She was in a, mil, a is, million things. Isn't there something spiritual about that? I believe so. I just need to feel it. I need to get. I need to understand it. I so need to, in addition you're to You're on the, your way, young man. Yeah, in addition to there being random deaths... I guarantee you, just statistically and for whatever reason, way more 
near misses that could have been weird random deaths that didn't occur. How many times have you almost died? Yeah. Uh, quite a few. Yeah. yeah. I've fallen I I've been on the cliff in La Jolla drunk with my friends and almost slipped in front of Dr. Seuss's house and fallen to death of the rocks a, a dozen times. This is going on in basketball and this is the last thing I'll say. Carl Anthony Towns, one of the most under uh living up to his expectations basketball player in the NBA, Minnesota Timberwolves. He's lacks motivation. He's so talented, and he shows it. And sometimes, and then he's just lazy. And it's been five years of that, four years of that. Hold on. He almost My dies in hero. a car accident a week ago. He did, or almost almost five yeah. percent chance. The doctors gave him the car's totaled. Got hit by an eighteen wheeler. He is playing like a completely different basketball player. Mm. And I and want he, that change. And it's that man. thing. You got it's it. It's that got thing it. that whatever needs to wake us up. To yeah. this is what we get, and yeah. we're lucky to get it. Yeah, We'll leave it at that. Hopefully, we wake some people up today. Right. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, Mike. See Thank you, you for having time. me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Bob. We'll see Check you out time. Mike Carano on Instagram. Yeah, no, he and I will be Thank there you. more, apparently. I'm going to Netflix documentary. video on People seem Instagram. to like Mike and I on Instagram. So we're going to be more on Instagram. Is that what you're saying? I didn't expect it to be. I didn't expect to get actual emails from people going. Uh, I'd like to see all the footage. I'd like to see this. I'd like to see that. <laughs> the first time we did it, I know. I know you want to wrap up. Are we wrap? Go ahead. Up? Tell me. The first time we did it, I put the camera on the dashboard. That was the night I left the camera in your car, and you came back, and we argued about whether I did or not. And you're like, "I'm looking at it." I'm like, "I did not leave in your car." And you're like, "I'm looking at it." And I was like, <laughs> Wait, like "I'm like right. A, you're wrong." It's like a fifteen hundred dollar camera. Like, please take this camera, buddy. <laughs> I, uh, now I just use the GoPro. But uh, the first time I put the camera in there, I just said, let's see what happens. And I remember we got to the crest in the Hollywood Hills, and you went, tell me the worst thing you've ever, ever done. And I was like, okay, now it's off. <laughs> and we went, and I was like, why are you doing I kind of suspected that you were trying to, like, you wanted to confess something to me, but you needed me to say something first. I killed a man, and you're like, so did I! <laughs> Even Steven, cut your wrist and put it together. <laughs> no one can say a word about it. But, that, but obviously, I would never upload something that's intimate or personal. I mean, I wouldn't. Like the the things I put up were were just fun, like I don't I I don't I'm not really even aware of the camera when we're doing it so I forget too I yeah. I honestly forget when it's in therapy. Hmm. Hey, can I ask you a real quick question before yes. we wrap this up? Yeah. What is this show like? Is this it, show? Do you think of this sh- uh, your listeners? Is it for entertainment or is it for help? Like, do do I, I don't mean what you guys are doing. I mean, do people who listen to this? Do you think they're come? They're just like I like to hear knowledgeable people talk about something or do you think people are going I'm searching for something and maybe there's the most be... feedback I've gotten is that that we talk about sobriety in a, fre- in a in a refreshing kind of humorous kind of plain spoken way instead of a clinical way and also okay. the the idea was the 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 frame is recovery but life is really the topic okay Plus good. we, we yeah. wanted to get the celebrity rehab patients who did well and show their life. Yeah, after all the shit that we got into, for the ones that didn't go It turned someday. into comedians and our friends and people, and not everybody's in recovery because yeah. we've had people that aren't in recovery who just want to talk about shit, you know. And um, But that's the most true because the three or four that died, that's all the public seems to get yeah. uh, to learn about. So yeah. why not explain, hey, there's people that run their own programs that became PhDs that like have been sober the whole time since the show. And, 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 that was and the, part th- of and the three of the four that died now, well, one died of heart disease. One died of mental illness. One died of mental illness. And the other two died of the opiate issue. Mm-hmm. And people don't now get that, that they, they were killed by my peers. And Bob and I were out there fighting. 
to get those doctors not to prescribe to them. And every time they'd go back. We had yeah. Daniel Baldwin last week, and um, he was great. Danny's amazing. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny part. After one of the opiate He got kicked died, out of Celebrity Rehab. And yeah. she <laughs> was kind of upset because he gets all this shit for it, right? And I was just sitting there. I don't know where we were. And I was sitting there listening and being the little brother. And then in my mind, I was like, those aren't even the people I expected to die. No, there's, right? There's going to be more. Right. The dark side of celebrity rehab. You <laughs> open the Stephen office Adler door, there's a death pool. Is yeah. alive. It's yeah. a fucking miracle. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a miracle yeah. that um, they've all lived. There are so many people. You are a miracle. <laughs> well, yeah. I go to you all the time when people are like, I can't do it. I'm like, you, I, you can't. There are people that listen to this show that, yeah. that te- will send me emails. That listen listen to my podcast, which has turned into like a self help thing for some reason. But for you, some reason, it's all that you talk about. Well, it's me just walking around yelling at people, then apologizing. Like, yeah, this fucking loser. And I'm like, oh, I think he's a loser because I want to do what he's doing, and I don't know if to do it. You're starting but, to connect the hour yeah, with I know, the inner. Finally, getting this. That's but you funny. are the perfect example because I would. I I can't want to say that. He, I, he, I told everybody he was going to die. But if if someone goes, oh, he went to four rehabs, I'd be like, too late. Ten rehabs, too late. Twenty rehabs. I'd be like, no, this is not happening. (laughs) How many, you know? But look. The new data shows, on average, for one year of sobriety, it takes five years and four treatments. That's on average. So you're a miracle. You're a walking miracle. He just went to an AA meeting. I know. My whole problem is is in my head. I mean, the alcohol has just made me feel normal and good. Here's uh, another thing about your sobriety, because I was there on the first day. Interestingly, if it was a bunch of tough ass or clinical stuff, he wouldn't have caught on to it. That it was me and Dave who barely take it seriously. Oh my God, you he were there the first day. He was taking it more day. serious than yeah. we were. I can't believe that you were there the first day. Yeah, Dave there who? the first day. Who did? We, can, we can't really. Don't you know how connected we are? Oh my God, I did not. I forgot about that. You were there the it first. It was so day. funny because, like, I figured if, in your life. It, because I believe wow. in that, that the glory taught me. Everybody be themselves, and then the new person will find the people that, that they can hear it from. Yep. But as long as we're on the same page. And, and that's the way you and I ran our program. Yeah, that's we, it. we had lots of personalities, and our patients connected with one of us. That's crazy. That's but you would have relapsed a dozen times if you fell in with the other crowd on the other side of the room. The cool kids. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Sort of, yeah. The celebrity side. The, okay, I Mike, like the celebrity Mike is side. trying to put on airs here. Yeah. Mike, when we sit on that left-hand side and we talk shit about everybody and we don't pay attention, that's I our sit, way of doing it. But sometimes the other the people front. that are so serious yeah. and talk about this stuff. Oh yeah, all no, the time. no, 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 I don't want that. Yeah, no, I already, <laughs> no, no, I already went to an old man meeting in Burbank one night and I said something and they all went, oh, I disagree with that. I don't think this is funny. This is a life or death situation. <laughs> And I was like, not to me, it's not. And, cause it's, is that across from the Vaughn? No, that truth, church across from the No, no, across from, from the, the airport. Oh, okay. On Winona. Um, All right. But All right. everybody up, came after me. I was I... there, Mike Serrano's first day of All sobriety. Right. We're going to leave it at that. Thank Amen. you, guys. Amen. See you next time. Let's go to drink. Peace out. <laughs> All right, that's about it for this episode of This Life. Thanks for listening and subscribing on your favorite platforms. Rate us five stars and tell a friend. Also, be sure to visit drdrew.com for the latest news. We'll tell you where you can find all of our health-related content, including the latest in-depth series, The History of Opium. You can now listen to it on the Weekly Infusion podcast. We have some great and very interesting and appropriate interviews with key historical players in the history of opium. We're excited about our newest podcast, Dr. Drew After Dark, which has been described as a dark web reboot of Loveline. It's the hottest guest spot for all the most popular comedians. Beware, it is for a mature audience. It is kind of a reboot of Loveline. You can hear the episodes first in a podcast form Thursday. Then on Friday, you can watch all the video episodes when the YouTube page drops on the Your Mom's House YouTube channel. 
New episodes every week. Subscribe, tell a friend. Also on Doctor.com, you can find Swole Patrol, our health and fitness podcast with Mike Catherwood. If you want something a bit more refined that will expand your intellectual horizons, please subscribe to the Dr. Drew Podcast, where I feature a wide variety of very interesting and important guests. Get in-depth interviews there. Last but not least, me and Adam, Adam and Dr. Drew Show Podcast. It's a lot of fun, and we are still together, and you can get it five days a week. So go to drdrew.com. Please tell a friend, and we thank you for it. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.